Some of you are going to find this a bit incredulous, but here's something that federal, state, and local governments all tell us to do that we should actually listen to. Eat more fruits and vegetables. You've heard about the health benefits of increasing plant-based nutrients into your diet, but how can you easily consume all the fruits and veggies needed? Well, it's easy. By adding Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity into your meals. Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity is a power blend that has 31 fruits and vegetables in every scoop. Organic vegetables, super greens, super fruits, and super sprouts. It is fortified with essential vitamins plus an immunity boost. And right now, you can get a free two-week supply of Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity by just paying $8.95 for the shipping and handling. And not only that, you'll also get a free frother to quickly whip up your healthy and nutritious grown American drink. Go to grownamericansuperfood.com forward slash John and order today. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. This is Sirius XM Progress. Welcome to it. I'm John Fugelsang. This is Channel 127. So great to be with you. Hello to everybody listening live, our evil army of the night. I missed you very much the last couple of weeks being away from home. Hello to the daywalkers, everybody listening the next day or beyond on SiriusXM's app, on demand, or on the John Fugelsang free podcast. That is you two with the Soweto Gospel Choir. Our show is produced by the great Chris Houselt, who I have missed very much. He's running this thing out of South Carolina. Our show is produced by the great Thea Harper, who I've missed very much. She's running this thing out of Brooklyn. And we are so glad to be, I'm glad to be back. These guys have been here with Sex Machine Max Burns the last couple of weeks. And Joe Sudbay, thanks to both Max and Joe for filling in for me the last couple of weeks and showing you guys what it's like when someone who knows what they're talking about takes over for a while. It must I, I can only imagine how refreshing it was for y'all to have a qualified journalist who knows stuff as opposed to my off-key caterwaulings. But for the next three hours, we're going to be bringing you a real quality show at 866-997-4748. That's the number you dial to be a part of it. 866-997-GRIT. We're joined tonight by uh, the great Bob Seska to talk all about politics. A very special guest, Mr. Craig Newmark, the founder of Craigslist, my God, when I think of all the times my life was improved because of his service and all the horrible dates I had, but I'm not blaming him for that. Anyway, uh, Craig's going to be here tonight to talk about disinformation and democracy. And our good friend, Dr. Tracy Pearson, will be here in hour number three to discuss all the legal stuff going on with you know who the legal stuff. I want to talk about the legal stuff right now. 866-997-4748. That's our number. We'd love to have you guys join the show. 866 866- Nine nine seven grit. Um, I, I got to say a couple things. First off, busy day. Mass exodus from Burning Man is almost complete. Federal judge has ordered Greg Abbott to remove his dangerous wire coating death trap barriers from the Rio Grande River, so they will stop murdering people. The U.S. Department of Interior is going to cancel 
gas and oil drilling leases in the Arctic Wildlife Refuge that had been previously granted. The Stones are back after 18 years. They're putting out their first album of new songs since A Bigger Bang, which was released on this date, believe it or not, 1995. 1990, 1995, folks. The Rolling Stones have not released an album of new music. I'm sorry, 2005. Still, that's, that's the, 2000, the, the, the first Bush administration or second Bush administration. That's a very long time. Uh, the new single is out. It's called Angry. Lady Gaga's on this record. McCartney's on it. Stevie Wonder's on it. Um, elsewhere in media, Tucker Carlson has almost completed his transition to Alex Jones. Almost. We might talk about this tonight. He's been interviewing this guy who claims he did to Barack Obama in private what Tucker's been doing to Donald Trump in public every night. And uh, DOJ special counsel David Weiss is expected to announce uh, new charges against Hunter Biden for gun possession, outraging zero liberals because no one cares, because it's not a cult. And if he's guilty, let's investigate it. And if he's done a crime, let's put him on trial. And if he's found guilty, let the punishment fit the crime. And that's it. That's it. I can say that about Hunter. Ask your right wing loved ones if they can say that. About Trump. 866-997-4748. Now, uh, I, I want to share a little thing with you right now, because, you know, before I went on the break, we were talking a lot here on the Love Fest all about all the different trials that Trump had and how confusing it was to keep track of it. And I, I said before the break, I was going to try to write something. To, thank you very much. I was going to try to write something to make that uh, to make that all a bit more palatable and make sense. So I want to share that with you tonight as well. In addition to all of our great guests, um, let me give that number one more time. We're at 866-997-4748. Allow me to explain everything that's going on with Donald Trump. I have this sometimes. It, sometimes the world and politics get so complicated, only a Dr. Seuss book will help me make sense of things. Look, I'm well-informed, Jack. I keep up with the times. But it's hard to keep track of all of Donald Trump's crimes. Which one's Alvin Bragg? What's the federal case? When did Rudy's goth hair spray dribble ink down his face? I'm not even talking about Trump University, where he ripped off his fans with stunning perversity, 26 million in criminal fines. But that's not a problem in MAGA cult minds. Or the 1.6 mil the Trump organization, after 17 counts of New York litigation, had to pay for their 15-year spree of tax fraud, which just made the Trump cultists more loyal to their god. Or the 2 million in fines for the Trumpy Foundation, which raised cash for veterans who'd once served this nation, misused those funds, got banned from running a charity, but ripping off vets helped Trump's cult popularity. His two sons and Ivanka were criminally involved, and like Trump's hair and water, the foundation dissolved. Or back when the Nixon administration sued Trump and his dad for housing discrimination. The Trumps settled and had to consent to race Nixon. Imagine your family's too racist for Nixon. Or the $5 million he had to produce for E. Jean Carroll's defamation and sexual abuse. Judge Lewis Kaplan said he did commit rape and her second trial's coming. He can't escape. From humiliating his first wife in front of paparazzi to Thanksgiving with Nick Fuentes, that Jew-hating little Nazi. Or all those years Trump would lie and discuss how President Obama was not one of us. And how he probably wasn't really born here because a hack racist liar got a hack racist smear. Or the contractors he never paid for construction. Or the Mueller reports 18 counts of obstruction. How he lied during COVID to help re-election and said we'd be saved by a Lysol injection. Setting off tear gas outside a church steeple. Nazis in Charlottesville? Very fine people. 
Our taxes went to his businesses. He cashed in like a punk. To our Constitution's emoluments clause, he wagged his tiny junk. The dude profited off the presidency. Oh, and he still likes to G women by the P. But Trump's not even in trouble for that stuff anyhow. Let's just keep it to what he's on trial for right now. There's 91 charges in four jurisdictions. How many plea deals? How many convictions? I know it's a lot with all of his treasons and obstruction, election theft, porn star malfeasance. So for every last trial and every trial date, here's a guide to help keep all of Donnie's cons straight. The first one you haven't heard much, I would reckon. The Trump-Borg civil fraud suit starts October 2nd. False assets and net worth and business fraud lies. A.G. Letitia James knows he lies about size. Her 250 million suit made Trump hysteric. Best of all, she included Don Jr. and Eric. Then October 23rd, Georgia D.A. Fonnie Willis makes a drunk Rudy scream out, She's trying to kill us! A sprawling 41-count RICO case, racketeering and fraud after losing the race. That's the one with the mugshot on Trump's merchandise junk, saying never surrender when he surrendered like a punk. Trump commanded Georgia's Secretary of State to find not all the votes, just 11,779. Because he's a moron, he did it on tape. Because state crimes can't be pardoned, he has no escape. A conspiracy case with 19 defendants. Trump lawyers and flunkies and goons and lieutenants. Mark Meadows and Rudy, at Trump's direction, tried to overinflate his sad, flaccid election. They got fake electors to cover his loss, harassed Ruby Freeman and her daughter Shea Moss, and the Kraken lady, John Eastman and Jenna Ellis, they're all going to jail. And Miss Lindsey Graham's jealous. Trump calls Fonnie Willis aggressive and bossy. I'm just glad it's a woman grabbing him by the posse. October 2nd. E. Jean Carroll's second civil suits, January 1524. He attacked her, then defamed her, so she sued him once before. But he had to be reptilian and defame her once again. Last time she got five million, this time she wants ten. If they make him show up, things are going to get raucous. This trial starts the same day as the Iowa caucus. January 15th. Now, ACN Communications promise you could make some coin if you invest and then hold parties where you make your family join. Well, Trump and his three kids claim that the service was momentous in ads and DVDs and on Celebrity Apprentice. Turns out they were being paid. Folks were ripped off by design. Trump's pyramid scheme trial, that starts January 29. Now, our second U.S. president, John Adams was his name, in 1801 left D.C. in humiliated shame. But why'd he sneak out of town with mortified dejection? Pretty simple, actually. He'd lost his damn election. The peaceful power transfer on that day was begun, and for 220 years, it had a real good run. Till a reality TV landlord of grotesque aristocracy tried to do away with our American democracy. March 4th begins the trial where Special Counsel Smith takes on the fraud and violence of Trump's election myth. A 45-page indictment on the fight Trump couldn't fix and incitement of the fascist incel thugs of January 6th. Conspiracy, the charges to defraud the USA, and conspiracy against rights, they use that on the KKK. And there is no real defense. Trump did the worst sin that he could, the sin of making VP Pence look very, very good. It's history's most important case for spray tan's most absorbent face. You see, Biden won by 7 million votes. It was a slaughter. Trump was told this by his AG, DHS chief, and his daughter. 
His own administration said there was no widespread fraud, and he lied that they were ballot mules and vote dumps from abroad. And he knew what he was pushing was true only in his head, that Georgia had 10,000 votes from voters who were dead. Trump claimed the vote machines were rigged to give Joe Biden more and were rigged by Hugo Chavez, who died seven years before. Now, it's not illegal to ask questions, not illegal to spread lies. It's conspiracy to scheme some fraud with 18 other guys. You're allowed to say a vote is rigged and challenge it with your friends. But when you try to stop the counting, that's where free speech ends. They called Arizona, Wisconsin and Georgia. And they thought they'd have some fun there, making up some false electors, even though Joe Biden won there. The courts heard 60 legal challenges and rejected them. The GOP knew all about his lies and still protected him. You can say there's fraud even when your lawyers can't discover it. But if you push your VP to break the law, First Amendment doesn't cover it. The most pathetic moment here is not stop the steal hypocrisy. It's knowing on a call with Pence that Dan Quayle saved democracy. Trump told his mob to stop Mike Pence from certifying the vote. His fans tried to find Mike Pence and put a noose around his throat. Those thugs in MAGA hats tried to erase your voting right, just like Congress thugs in cheap suits tried to later that same night. Fox News can misconstrue it, but the only way to view it is he blew it and he knew it and he put the nation through it. 60 lawsuits thrown out thanks to Giuliani's skill. Vote machine lies cost Fox News three quarters of a bill. Judge Tanya Chutkin warned Trump to contain his online hate, but he couldn't stop himself, and so she moved up his trial date. He tried to end democracy with electoral reversal. If he's not held accountable, it was just a dress rehearsal. Election interference to keep the job to which he clung. But Joe Biden's in the White House now, and Mike Pence still isn't hung. March 4. March 5 is Super Tuesday. When 14 states cast votes, his New York trials March 25, in case you're taking notes, for falsifying records. D.A. Alvin Bragg announced Trump's facing four years jail apiece for 34 different counts. See, Trump slept with a porn star while hiding from his wife the most expensive 15 seconds of his misbegotten life. Stormy Daniels tried to tell the world hush money was provided. And that's how, for the first time, a former president got indicted. A bribe for his election. It's campaign finance fraud. And Trump's defense boils down to, hey, I never touched that broad. He lied about the payoff because Michael Cohen wrote the checks, then admitted to the payoff, but he swears there was no sex. But he reimbursed his lawyer. That's just what the fact is. Michael Cohen went to jail. Trump wrote it off on all his taxes. But the thing about Trumpers is they don't mind when Michael Cohen did time for the very same crime. And if you still believe Trump's story to defend all his bad checks, he pays women he never had sex with to say they never had sex. March 24. Now, the big one. Just after the primaries, but before the big convention, a trial begins May 20th, and it might get some attention. Special counsel Jack Smith came to ratchet up the tension. Trump's indicted here on 40 counts. He wasn't well-intentioned. First president charged with a federal crime, in case I didn't mention. A crime so deeply stupid it defies all comprehension. Illegal, lying, willful, classified document retention. I literally had to write fucking rhymes about this one. 
Trump lost and left the White House because a loser never lingers. It turns out those tidy hands have also got some sticky fingers. Secret information on our weapons capabilities, military planning, and our nuclear facilities. He crammed the docks in boxes. He stuffed it like a taco and sneaked him down to Florida. Espionage a lago. Now, if he accidentally took him, there's no need to worry. Joe Biden and Mike Pence took stuff. They returned him, said we're sorry. But Trump kept him in his bedroom and his shower like a chump. In his ballroom and that bathroom where Don Jr. does a bump. National Archives asked politely, hey, can we have back our stuff? Trump ignored, returned a few, and really thought he'd call their bluff. He'd lied to feds and tried to hide the boxes he had stolen. That's obstruction, even bigger than the kind that's in his colon. He bragged about it, showed him off, till one day, there's a knock, the FBI was at his door, and Donnie got dock-blocked. He's innocent, his fanboys scream like rabid, crazed hyenas. But he knew he had him, lied about it, and blew off his subpoenas. A scheme to conceal what wasn't his at his Florida estate, like he conceals his skin tone, taxes, and his actual weight. And when he lied to Evan Corcoran, the counsel who represents him, stable genius got his own lawyer to testify against him. And the best defense on classified docs that you could hope to find... They belonged to him, and he declassified them with his mind. Ex-presidents can do that. He thinks that's how it is. So I asked Barack Obama to reclassify with his. But Trump appointed Aileen Cannon, because a swamp protects its sludge. In America, rich defendants get to hire their own judge. May 20th. And remember, he's indicted by grand juries. Joe Biden's not his jailer, and his house was never raided. You're thinking of Breonna Taylor. So, there's all the Trump indictments. Now you know them all by name. And I'm sure you have your favorite. But Jesus loves them all the same. He's not the first president to get caught for covering up his crimes. He is the first to get charged for it. 91 damn times. First to be indicted for subverting an election. First one libel for sex assault and inciting insurrection. First American president to face impeachment twice first to have a chance of losing the popular vote thrice. He tried to get away with more than U.S. law allows, ignored the oath of office like it was his marriage vows, first president to attack our vote and national stability. Fuck around and find out, Don. It's called accountability. And our MAGA friends, they still don't mind all this fascist deviance. They'll still bow down to him and say their pledge of obedience. And they'll still nominate him. Trump will never get rejected. MAGA's working day and night to get old Joe re-elected. The Republican establishment built this historic fail. They're no longer the party of Lincoln. They're not even the party of Quail. And karma can't be hoodwinked like some random MAGA dude. This is porn for all the angels, and the good Lord brought the lube. Live your life in such a way that despite your contradictions, millions won't cheer your arrests in four separate jurisdictions. Trump would rather attack America than admit he was a loser. Now Lady Liberty gets her day in court to stare down her abuser. I think I'm going to call that porn for the angels. Thank you for your very kind indulgence. We are at 866-997-4748, 866-997-GRIT. We are going to do a very quick break. When we come back, we're going to be joined by the great Bob Seska to talk about, well, um, everything that's happened in the last couple of weeks. Normally, you go on vacation in August because nothing happens. 
Not anymore. Happy birthday, by the way, to a couple of friends of this show. Swoozie Kurtz has a birthday today. Jeff Foxworthy has a birthday today. Macy Gray, uh, the late, wonderful Dolores O'Riordan of the Cranberries, one of our favorite guests. Anika Noni Rose. My God, everyone who ever did this show in my life has a birthday today. Even Chris Christie. <laughs> it's his birthday, too. And it would have been the 75th birthday of Sylvester, who sang Mighty Real. Happy 80th birthday to Roger Waters and Joanne Worley. She is 86 years young this date. We'll be right back with your calls. This is Progress. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So... What makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hey everybody, it's Michael Steele, host of the Michael Steele Podcast. Each week, I discuss key political and cultural issues joined by America's leading activists, experts, and academics for conversations that transcend political boundaries. And that's the point. I want you to join me as we work through real solutions, have honest conversations, just keeping it real, and having a little fun on the side. So listen to the Michael Steele Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, or wherever you get your podcasts on. Because you know I love it when you do. And we are back. 866-997-4748. I know you all missed the newscast at the top of the hour. I know. I've heard your angry complaints. (laughs) Let's go. Who do we have on the line? Let's go to Dave in Washington. Hi, Dave. Welcome. You're on Sirius XM. Good evening. Hey, John, and welcome back. I Thanks, man. I thought of something when I was on, on hold. I think you had a birthday, didn't you? Yes, I did. Ah, happy birthday. Because, you know, I think it's very unjust because we're the same age, you're, it, but you look a lot better than me. I mean, I'm not complaining. I- but I'm, I'm sure you're great. I'm sure you're great looking. I'm sure you're great looking. I, I'm I'm awful. It's all filters with me. I mean, like I look like something you'd buy in a live bait store. I, 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 I'm. It's tragic with me. I'm sure you look great. Well, you were born in '69, right? That's what they tell me. Yeah. Yeah, we're the same age, man. That's so unfair. I'm not complaining though. Hey, uh, I just wanted to say that. Um, <laughs> if it's any well, consolation, no, I work I'm, at night and never have fun. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I'm. I'm. Uh, Look, I've lost track of the classified documents thing, too. And that's kind of like my specialty. I can actually sound halfway intelligent on that. And um, <laughs> Yeah, it got and, too confusing. I had to write an elaborate poem to keep track of it all for myself. But the Walt Nauta has turned. And that yeah. caught my attention because the Walt Nauta knew better. There's no way he can. I mean, he was in the military. There's no way hmm. he can say, look, I just didn't know. Okay, there's just no way. And... Um, 
you know, this is uh, this does not bode well. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, why did I lose track of it? And, and actually, former Governor Scott Walker helped me out with that. Scott oh, what Walker a guy. Said, he said that the Trumpers are divided into two camps. One are the Trump voters that believe that Donald Trump won the election, and all this stuff is too convenient. All these indictments is a deep state thing, right? And he said the other ones, they just don't care because they want all of Trump's accomplishments back, so they yeah. don't really care what he did wrong. All of his accomplishments, and yeah. You know, what I, you know what I say to these people? And we're going to have to say it a lot for the next year. Which specific count of the 91 counts do you dispute? Just just keep it to what the specific charges against him are. Don't get into any big global conversations about Trump or his role in the world. Or just which of the which of these? Because they were all none of this is is Merrick Garland. None of this is Joe Biden. They're all grand juries of citizens. So which of the specific charges do you refute? And, and you know, again, don't waste don't waste your time growing old arguing with cult members. Well, right, but on the on the like the um, uh, the people that think it's deep state too convenient. Uh, night, the, the thing in Georgia has just shocked and awed me, man. I mean, because there's no way, like, all right, you can say liberals just don't like Donald Trump. You can say the deep state just doesn't like Donald Trump. Why? Because he's one guy. But all these other defendants, no way. Yeah. She, what they've done in Georgia, I mean, this is yeah. not what they're saying, but what they're doing is they're, just, they're illustrating the anatomy of a coup. That's what they're illustrating. Yes, it's it brilliant. It's really quite amazing. You know? Oh, no. I mean, the best part about it, the best part about it is that they are really having such a level of accountability that it's going to be a long, long time before anyone tries to steal an election in this country again. And if Trump tries to do it, he's not going to have as voracious a mob willing to go to jail for him because he's proven he's willing to let them go to jail for him. He's willing to let them die for him. And after they're dead for his lie, he will exploit them. For donations. I mean, the way this guy flogs the corpse of Ashley Babbitt, who is only dead because he lied. It's the only reason she's dead is his lies, you know, and, and then he'll turn around and try to use her death to raise funds like he doesn't care about them. And they're in a cult. They can't tell. So let's make fun of them. Let's organize. Let's make sure they are the minority they are on Election Day of next year. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, that's what we we have to do, because I mean, I mean, it's it's. It, it, it's incredible. They attempted a coup, and it's, you know, because there's many, many of them, of course, like all coups, right? It's, it's a coordinated effort, and they're not going to, uh, they're probably not going to make the same mistakes, and they darn near got by with it this time. I mean, thank goodness for um, Jack Smith and, you know, uh, Fonny uh, Willis down there in Georgia and, and everybody else that yeah. is, uh, I don't know, on the J-O-B. This didn't, you know, didn't yeah. celebrate you know, and they stayed on their job. All right, John, I agree. that's all I got. Hey, man, that's okay. Thank you so much. It's great to hear from you. We're at 866-997-4748. Let me go, if I may, to Rich in Indiana. Hi, Rich. Thanks for waiting on hold. Hey, brother. So cool to have you back, man. Appreciate it. Oh, it's great so to be much. back. Thank you. I, I, I needed um, the time man. off, and I got to have a lot of fun uh, taking my kid around Hollywood. So we had a good time. Way cool. Very nice. Well, I wanted to bring up the idea of how Pope Francis has gone to Asia uh, in the last uh, week and uh, tried to explain the position of the church and uh, have um, China relax, and it's not going to. And then also offer 
an idea that Pope Francis has brought forward in his writings that I haven't gotten to read yet. I only know they exist, which is about the opposite of clericalism, which is discipleship. Okay. Uh, he, he speaks about the dangers of clericalism. And um, I yeah. was trying to, for the longest time, figure out what was going on. And I would appreciate if you have any uh, information about this distinction. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, acting, like he's you, saying you're, it's, it's people acting like they own Jesus rather than following his teachings. Right <laughs> you on. know, you're all being clerics rather than, rather than followers. Rather than, yeah, and it's what he said last week when he got in a lot of trouble, where he talked about the backwardness of conservatives in the U.S. Catholic Church, because in the words of Francis, they have replaced faith with ideology. And he also said, if you understand Catholic doctrine, yes, there can be change over time. And God knows this guy has, without being a sweeping reformer, has begun a lot of change on marriage equality, on abortion rights as well. Um, and yeah. conservatives hate him because Francis keeps relying more on the teachings of Jesus than the almighty power of the damn church. Yeah. And so what we're doing um, is is basically uh, repeating of nearly 100-year-old history yeah. as uh, the rise of the, uh, the the fascism in Italy and then in Germany in the 20s and then the 30s ended up being uh, co-opted uh, with faith, yeah. and that faith uh, gave uh, a green light, and those things uh, went forward, and we had a world war, and 60 million yeah. people died. And we yeah. used hard military force to put Nazis back into something small. But then we go and we mainline the Nazis as we're fighting Joe Stalin and his KGB in the Red Menace. Uh, yeah. And we take all the guys with Operation Paperclip that were Gestapo, SS, and uh, rocket scientists. Right. <laughs> oh, Listen, there's always, there's, there's always, there's always going to be more Nazis. Just remember, there'll yeah. always there's Nazis in Ukraine, there's Nazis in Russia, there's Nazis here. They need to be called out. They need to be mocked. I'm against punching Nazis personally, but if y'all want to punch them, hey, go ahead. I'm not here to control others. Hey, thank you very much. I got to run, uh, but I thank you for the call. Before our guest, we have a new sponsor. I just want to mention a brand new beverage that I discovered in California that I've been drinking every day. And I got to say, it's transforming my health, a beverage that's more stimulating than coffee, but calming. A beverage that's healthy for your body and your mind and that makes you feel both high and completely grounded at the same time. And that beverage is the tears of Proud Boys shed in courtrooms. Oh, my God. I have a new jam. It is delicious. I can't get enough. And I'm actually going to be selling it uh, with Fair Trade Proud Boys Tears and, uh, and uh, Proud Boy Tears Kombucha, which tastes terrible. But the fact that it exists makes the proud boys cry more that's what we need now people of earth will you welcome back to the show one of our favorite guests you might have fallen in love with bob sesker on the stephanie miller show or his columns in the daily banter and salon we are blessed to have him class up the joint every wednesday mr seska welcome back thank you john welcome back to you i went through that experience i don't know if you've ever if this has ever happened to you but when you're at a restaurant and you order your food and your food arrives first and it's a delicious plate of food and then the person you're with they get their food and you go oh my god my food looks terrible i want their food 
That's exactly how I feel every time you go on vacation, because (laughs) I have my vacation in July and I feel like after I'm done with that vacation, I go, well, that was a satisfying vacation. I did a lot of fun things. And then you go on vacation and I see some of the pictures from your vacation and I go, Damn it, I want his vacation. <laughs> oh, God. Bob, I was working yeah. for the... Well, we went. We were in California for a month, worked out of the L.A. studios a few weeks, and we had great guests and great comics and stuff. And then yeah. uh, I just hung out. I didn't do much. I didn't do any stand-up. I didn't do much socializing. I just uh, took my kid to the aquarium, took my kid to Universal Studios. On a day, it was 104 real feel. Well-planned, I might say. Uh, I did a really great job on that. <laughs> uh, when your wife and child are having heat stroke by 1.30 and you have lunch at home, you, you planned it well. And, uh, and then last Friday, I, uh, I, it was my birthday, and uh, we all went to see Return of the Jedi with the L.A. Philharmonic at the Hollywood Bowl. Which oh, my God. So I wasn't really, I wasn't sure it was going to be my thing, and wow, it was del- thousands of people with lightsabers cheering, and the orchestra was incredible, and uh, so I, I hope my kid had a good, a good end of summer, because he, he starts middle school tomorrow. Bob, you seem to forget, when you go on vacation, it's you and your stunning statuesque girlfriend. You're not dragging <laughs> around uh, an 11-year-old crib lizard uh, everywhere That's you go. That's true. My, yeah, he is granted. my... That, child is my sexually transmitted parasite bob and i am stuck with it so keep that in mind with <laughs> and enjoy right. your your vacation with your lady oh, friend oh my god it was the i swear i saw a picture of a tropical paradise come up on your social media feed and maybe that was from a previous year it was but that's what one, i was yeah. envious of yeah ah uh, yeah. yes that's a, no, that's just the, one of the best pictures i ever took and uh when <laughs> okay, i, I and i posted that one. i went to yeah. la well i was I went to la and i like i my first week there we're dealing with uh, we we had a hurricane and an earthquake in the hurricane. So, <laughs> a hurricane. Yeah, we had a hurricane out there. Uh, but because of you on my vacation, I did get a chance to get into deeply uh, Star Trek: Brave New Worlds. So thank you. I loved it, and I'm uh, a big geek, and I think it's the best Star Trek since the original one. So thank you for uh, for for pressuring me with with peer pressure to watch that. You're very welcome. And of course, you have watched Picard season three, which is yes. the best Star Trek since Strange New Worlds. So that's that's the hierarchy now. The Strange New Worlds, best series since, well, as far as I'm concerned, best series since Next Generation. And then after Strange New Worlds, well, there's Picard season three and that tops everything. So that's <laughs> that's where I'm sitting. And you know what? I'm I'm now saying this and I'm hearing myself and I'm going, damn it. You know what? I made it this far. I've been trying to stand in solidarity with the striking actors and writers by not mentioning Star Trek. And you've done it. You oh, did sorry. it to me. John. I didn't I've... mean I didn't know that I wasn't being in solidarity by appreciating their work. And as always, I must say that the writers deserve more pay. As always. Yes. So, yes. And we'll justify it with that uh, that explanation. I think that makes sense. Good. Thank you. So no show could be as entertaining as what I got to see uh, early this week. The dictionary definition of terrorism, Bob, is the unlawful use of violence and intimidation, especially against civilians, in the pursuit of political aims. Hello, Enrique Tario, whose real name is Henry, but he changed it from Henry to Enrique because he thought uh, the Trump folks would like it if he was more ethnic. 22 years, Bob. 22 years for uh, a sedition that he wasn't even present for. And I'll tell you, I'm I'm just, it made me feel so patriotic because it's going to make it so much harder for anyone to volunteer to put their neck on the line for a charlatan like Trump the next time a fraud tries to steal an election. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I along those lines, uh, with regard to Enrique Terrio not being at January at the insurrection on the Capitol, uh, Osama bin Laden wasn't at Correct. Ground Zero, so he wasn't Correct. on any of those airplanes too. He was commandeering the whole thing from someplace else. So it doesn't matter that Enrique. But Charles Terrio Manson, wasn't there. Charles Manson, really killed all those people with his own hands, right? Charles Manson was there <laughs> getting his hands dirty, right? right? No, absolutely, no, no, no. Of course not. Uh, but this uh, this illustrates something that has fascinated me for a long time and I think frustrated me a little bit, too, because I don't quite understand it. And that is observing all of these people, all these uh, Trump supporters handing over their entire life savings, their checking accounts to Donald Trump, uh, being conned into doing that, get, getting uh, submitted to or, or being subject to all this propaganda that convinces them to do it. It's it's as old as, uh, uh, you know, tent revival things and uh, and faith healers and televangelists. And now it's been kind of co-opted by the Republican Party. Well, imagine the sacrifice of giving Donald Trump 22 years of your life. That's a staggering uh, sacrifice Oof. to hand over to that guy. And that's exactly what Enrique Terrio has done. In the name of Donald Trump, this guy engaged in seditious conspiracy and now has to serve 22 years of his life. He will be, if not 60, pretty damn close to 60 uh, when he finally gets out of prison. That's a big chunk of life that he will have yep. to spend again in the name of defending Donald Trump on January 6th, That's plotting it. that insurrection. And uh, I just I don't understand that. I mean, if it were someone who was of greater stature in terms of oration and accomplishments and things like that, we're talking about the guy from The Celebrity Apprentice. We're talking about the guy who sold Trump steaks out, not out of grocery stores, mind you, out of sharper image mall stores. <laughs> and this is the guy they have chosen to sacrifice not only their uh their finances, not only their political support, of course, but also th their lives, decades of their lives. And if you were to, yes. I guess, uh, come up with a cumulative number of all the sentences that have been handed down right now, as of right now, we're talking over. I mean, it's got to be close to 500 years of total sentencing across across all of these various insurrectionists uh, i i can't even begin to do the number maybe there's someone who could get a uh, uh write their doctoral thesis calculating all the time that people have sacrificed in the name of donald trump from lives that they could be living freely with yeah. their wives and their children and their you know and their jobs and so on instead they get to go to jail and not only do they get to go to jail john but they get to go to prison uh, having been known for uh, organizing a group called the Proud Boys, I'm sure that that moniker is going to be extraordinarily popular in a federal <laughs> penitentiary. Yes. yes what what did you that. do outside? What did you do on the outside? Oh, I was a member of the Proud Boys. I'm a proud yeah. boy. Oh, really? Were you? OK. You know, I, I, I don't say... want to expand on on it from there. Yeah. No, I, I I think you're exactly right, and it was rather interesting that the the expression uh, "only 22" was trending all day yesterday because people thought he could mm -hmm. go away for even more. And anyone who thinks that that's too harsh a price to pay for someone breaking the law because they believe Donald Trump, I got two words: yeah, Ashley Babbitt. I mean, it could have been much yeah. much worse. Uh, yeah. The dominoes are falling, and again, this was this was a judge. 
who was a Trump appointee, just like the FBI director who approved the Mar-a-Lago search was a Trump appointee. So uh, I kind of view this as all these people, Bob, who put us through this awful reality show all through late 2020 into early 2021. The people we had to see at our TV every day from Rudy and and, and Sydney and, and Jenna Ellis, all of them. It's sort of like a cast reunion for that reality show. And I can't yeah. wait to see all of them on trial together in the state of Georgia. It's beautiful. It's the reboot of a series I want to see. Yeah. And it's reassuring because I've been thinking a lot about the stakes of our elections these days where we're really talking about fascism versus democracy. And that is essentially what's on the ballot. It's no, we're no longer the paradigm of Republican versus Democrat. I think it has to come down to viewing our elections as being, well, you know what, if normals don't do what we have to do, then we're talking about the rise of fascism in the United States, uh, which is a terrifying prospect, obviously, with all the things that would accompany it. But, you know, taking that into consideration, uh, it's, you know, John, it's, it's an amazing thing to think about that, um, there's going to be this gigantic trial in Fulton County with 19 defendants and Donald Trump as the centerpiece of all of that. And the chances are that uh, they will be convicted. And and that gives me so much comfort. Going back to what I was originally saying, gives me so much comfort knowing that the system is actually working. I've yeah. kind of felt this way coming out of the 2020 election where I felt like, OK, that makes sense. The way this turned out, yeah, that's the way it should be working. Uh, The way uh, justice has been pursued since then, uh, given the number of prosecutions of the aforementioned insurrectionists, that's the system working the way it should. Mm. We just have to I think we just have to be extra diligent to make sure that this trend continues. And certainly the results of the most frequent elections have proved that to be accurate. But we can't take our eye off the ball. We have to make sure that uh, we're all mobilized with the stakes in mind. Well, let me just point out, Bob, it's so bad for Trump and his Confederates. It's so bad that Tucker Carlson has completed his transition (laughs) to Alex Jones uh, and now has brought up this person with a 27-year criminal record, uh, specialty in crimes involving deception, a guy who failed a polygraph for his story, a guy who's been convicted of forgery twice and got 16 years in prison for it, um, a guy who had almost a dozen aliases back during the 2008 election, Uh, who has no evidence, but Tucker Carlson platformed him anyway, and that would be one Larry Sinclair, who has claimed that he once did to Barack Obama what Tucker does to Trump on TV every (laughs) night. Bob, what do you make of this, and how soon will this go away? Well, first of all, if it were true, and I don't believe that it actually is, who cares? That's, I think, the first big takeaway. I mean, for a number of reasons, first of them being, Barack Obama's been president for two terms. He had two successful terms, uh, completely trounced uh, John McCain and then did the same thing to Mitt Romney. uh, But this will hurt his uh, chance for this. This this will destroy his chance for a third term, Bob. (laughs) That's right. Like Hunter Biden's second term is just guaranteed not to happen. So I I think that they're really picking the right targets here. They're just programming in. They're just programming entertainment for racists at this point. That's all they're doing. That's right. That's their content providers. Yeah. And you know what? Their tells are showing like Tucker Carlson was on Adam Carolla's podcast uh, last week or something like that. And he was talking about this guy, Larry Sinclair, and admitted, first of all, that the guy has a history of scams and cons. This guy's got a pretty, pretty long record of engaging in flim flams. 
Indeed. So there's that. And and at least Tucker was kindly enough to publicly state that before booking the con man on his show and interviewing him for an hour and a half on Elon Musk's anti-Semite platform. Um, and then the other thing about Larry Sinclair is that Tucker Carlson said to Adam Carolla that, he, oh, he took a lie detector test. And so that and the, obviously yeah. the the weasley nature of that. Yeah, he did take a lie detector test. But he you know sure what Tucker, yeah, Tucker said? Uh, Tucker didn't say that this guy failed the lie detector test. <laughs> he yes. didn't didn't pass it. So well, not, not only course, that, Tucker didn't say that this company offered him $100,000 if he could pass a lie detector test. Yeah. And he took it. And the polygraph organizer said his results indicated deception. A guy who went to jail for forgery twice. That's yeah. who Tucker is platforming because they've got so much to talk about that's relevant to the lives of his viewers. Yeah, it's uh, fascist porn is what it is. It's something to, uh, to to get everyone fired up and to, I think, ultimately boost this holy war against the LGBTQ community, somehow exactly. looping Obama into that as well, when there's been no real other indication. There was a, a letter that was uh, that Obama wrote when he was in college to his college girlfriend at the time where he was talking about his own sexuality and, and yeah. figuring out his own sexuality. And I say that, but I also kind of want to add an allegedly in there, too, because this particular letter, which is apparently uh, uh, being held in the archives at uh, Emory University with a bunch of other uh, papers from Obama, and the letter itself was not seen by the author who first made it public. In a book, by the way, that came out seven years ago. And only now are people like Tucker Carlson beginning to realize that this book and this letter actually existed. And right. the, the way the author was privy to the information in that particular letter is because he sent a friend into the archives at Emory University who then transcribed the letter in pencil and then brought it back to the author. And that was the author's <laughs> source for this particular document that Tucker Carlson is citing as unequivocal, unequivocal evidence that uh, Barack Obama is either uh, bisexual or pansexual, sexually fluid or anything yeah. but heterosexual, as he seems to publicly identify as. Right. So this is all just another big Tucker Carlson scam for fake downloads on the former Twitter website, which and that's and that's what Elon yeah. wants. This is this is exactly. what Elon has done. And this and you mentioned Elon's anti-Semitism. We've only got a minute left. But, Bob, I mean, when you let a lot of Nazis onto your site and everyone reports every independent surveyor reports that anti-Semitic content has expanded exponentially on your site and the ADL complains about it. And your response is to blame the Jews. Yes. I mean, what drugs is this guy on, Bob? And who's going to own Twitter this time next year? Yeah, don't you know the advertising revenue being 60% down uh, this year on Twitter? That's all the Jews' fault. The Jews are oh, killing yeah. Twitter is what's happening. It's not Elon Musk's incompetence and his erratic nature and his janky decision-making. has everything to do with the Jews. And now what he's doing, he's deciding as a remedy for this, is... He's going to sue the ADL for defamation. The yes. free speech absolutist yes. Elon Musk is suing uh, the, the Anti-Defamation for... League. The Anti-Defamation League. Right. <laughs> for exercising its own free speech. Yeah. And the, this is the guy who's suing them for 
for speaking out against. Oh wow, uh, they're scared now. It's like a, the Biden impeachment movement. It's it's gaining steam. Really is. Um, just Bob, staggering. It's so good to have you back. Thank you so much. What is the best way for our listeners and Evil Army of the Night to follow you and keep up with all your work? Oh, thank you, my friend. Uh, you can follow my podcast at bobseskashow.com. That's the Patreon page and everywhere you get your podcasts, of course. You're a gentleman, sir. We'll be right back with your calls at 866-997-4748. This is Progress After Dark. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I am so pleased to welcome our next guest to the show. Um, most of you know Mr. Craig Newmark, uh, web pioneer and philanthropist, as the guy who started Craigslist. But he has worked his entire career to support and connect people and has done more to drive broad civic engagement than most household names in the tech world. In 2016, he founded the Craig Newmark Philanthropies to help and protect the people who protect our country. And so far, the philanthropy has given over $100 million in support of real journalism, true civic engagement, vets, hunger and cybersecurity education uh, at a time when disinformation and misinformation are rampant in the U.S. Us. It is really a pleasure to meet someone who made the internet better. Craig Newmark, welcome to SiriusXM. Hey, I'm really glad to be here. It's really great to have you. Um, I'd like to begin by asking you about disinformation and misinformation. Obviously, it goes up in our nation around the time of elections. And, uh, you know, it just seems more and more that the media, the ratings-driven clickbait media, has just become ever more culpable with each passing election. How... How does a society begin to fight these conspiracies when so much of us are lured into believing that these things are real? No one has the real answer. And I'm going to defer to people who are, uh, well, much better at communications than I am. I really am a 1950s nerd, plastic pocket protector, thick black glasses and marginal social skills. But I've been working with people for maybe a decade now trying to help uh, the press learn something from 2016 when they had a tendency just to repeat what they were told, even when they knew that they were repeating a lie. No success so far in dealing with that. I keep plugging away, but the strategy is to work with people who are much smarter than me, even if no one has a really good idea so far. Well, that's quite brilliant. I mean, I, I think more and more, the older I get, that profit-driven news 
is really become one of the greatest dangers to democracy. Uh, I think it's unavoidable when a media depends on satisfying shareholders more than conveying information that we're all at risk. I don't know if it's the profit motive, because sometimes nonprofit uh, journalism has the same uh, kind of issue. I figure I'll stand up for the people who are uh, protecting and defending uh, democracy. Then I'll do that again and again. And uh, hopefully that'll work that result in something constructive. Do you feel that over the course of the last few years, we did see some evolution um, in terms of, you know, media uh, just accuracy? I mean, it took a long time to get the media to stop using words for Donald Trump like prevarication or falsehood or whoppers. We finally got to the point where CNN and um, The New York Times were using the word lies, but it took a long time there. There's times where I think the word disinformation slows us down, too. Well, let's assume all that's true. I don't know if it's having any real effect. There are some people uh, bravely fighting to make things better or less bad. I just saw the uh, Reliable Sources newsletter from Oliver Darcy at CNN. He does great work. Great work. Uh, Brian Brian Stilter was the pioneer, but he kind of... uh, wasn't uh, treated terribly well, although he landed pretty well at Harvard for a while. So the deal is, well, it should be clear that I'm not all that smart, but I found a lot of people who are much smarter than me, and I support them um, in areas now including uh, cybersecurity, military families, and veterans, since we, uh, we owe families and vets a lot. Well, you do. I, I completely agree. And um, and it really means a lot to me that you would take the capital of your celebrity and use it for the causes you've directed it to. But I, I really admire how you've done a lot of your fighting back through the City University of New York and the journalism school. Our good friend Juliet Jeske, uh, of course, is the person behind decoding Fox News. And it seems like it's become very, very important to you to at least direct some of these funds towards having a journalism that will hold people to account and not in the name of any partisan ideology, just in the name of truth. We do want journalists who speak truth to power. We want them uh, trying their best to get answers. We want them avoiding uh, repeating uh, disinformation or just plain lies. CUNY has special appeal to me because historically in New York, uh, CUNY was the vehicle for for a lot of people who grew up with no money to get into the middle class or do even better. And that might reflect my uh, own history, though I started off in New Jersey. That's right. That's right. Um, My dad went to CUNY as well. Um, I want to ask you, though, about, you know, you mentioned the social media giants, and we're now dealing with this situation where our friend Mr. Musk has uh, said he might be suing the ADL for defamation. Because they called out the documented rise in anti-Semitic content on the site formerly known as Twitter. Do you think that social media giants are doing enough to get disinformation off their sites? Or is that not their responsibility? I'm a kind of old fashioned. I recall something which said that it's wrong to bear false witness, which is a useful definition of misinformation or disinformation. The big social media companies... Uh, do a good job now and then of dealing with uh, foreign sources 
of uh, misinformation, but they don't uh, seem to do much regarding uh, domestic sources. Recently, I mean, Facebook has had some luck dealing with uh, uh, bad information coming from uh, Russia or China. Yes. So they need to keep doing that, but they uh, can't uh, stop dealing with other forms of uh, misinformation. I don't know how much hope I have, particularly since we're only beginning to see the effects of uh, generative uh, AI, and I'm particularly concerned with people getting uh, guardrails oh, for AI producing material directed uh, at children. Yes. And today, uh, Common Sense Media and I announced uh, something, oh, an effort where they're going to be funded to try to get to develop guidelines about this. And by a pleasant coincidence, uh, Gavin Newsom, I think, signed an executive order in California taking a, dig, a deep look at this and related matters. So there is progress. And no matter what I may have done to help people previously, um, AI, and again, generative AI, is uh, unpredictable in nature, may have major good effects, bad effects at the same time. Uh, I've read a lot of science fiction in my time. I don't predict anything anymore. I understand that I, I I share your concerns and your hope at the same time. We're still very much in the novelty period of AI. It's awfully fun for me to hear Oasis cover a Beatles song that some guy made on his laptop. Uh, it's interesting and amusing. But do you fear that there are avenues where AI could potentially be a threat to democracy in this country? Um, I'm going to focus on the positive where AI might be good at calling out uh, problems. Right now, bad actors uh, are really good already at uh, producing uh, misinformation yes. and automating it at scale. Uh, we see that on uh, Twitter, where I'm doing my best to support teacher Twitter, since you know teachers got to uh, pay for school supplies out of their own pockets frequently, and they don't make much. So, I'm going to uh, focus on what can be done positively to persist with that and then to keep on going and try to pay attention to those things which might be good for us all. I agree. Um, you know, I'm curious what your your career has been very fascinating to me after you got out of school. I know you worked uh, for IBM and had a, a, a 17 year career there. And after that was was Charles Schwab. What was the greatest thing you learned from your time in the corporate world that helped make you the kind of person you are now? Um, there are a lot of little lessons which I should have been listening to. And, uh, well, it took me uh, years, sometimes decades. Like, you do want to pick your battles carefully, um, which is, in a way, a condensation of what we've already talked about. Um Sometimes you have to recognize that no good deed goes unpunished and that if you're someone like me who's good at building stuff, you're probably really bad at dealing uh, in real time with someone who lies for a living. So you should just do your best to never get in that position. Uh, someday if I'm cornered, I will desperately try to be funny, uh, but I know I'm not as funny as I think I am. <laughs> uh, a real good lesson is to recognize that any success I've had 
has been accidentally uh, been in the right place at the right time. Now, that makes me the forest gump of the Internet. And I'll just keep uh, plugging away. I mean, between the work you do for journalism, for veterans, um, the stuff you do for Girls Who Code and, and the Girl Scouts, uh, I'm curious, what what is the, the process you go through when deciding what organization you want to help? What what kind of vetting happens when you try to, to choose a lucky recipient? Well, I focus on a few areas where I can do some good. Um, and then over uh, years... I've found people who can help me uh, make decisions, and I just talk to people. I've learned some things. In the case of veterans and military families, I've deferred all that now to the folks at Blue Star Families and the Bob Woodruff Foundation. Mm. In other areas, I just keep asking for help. Uh, Some areas, I've settled on a few groups to support and just plug away there. I actually do support pigeon rescue. Yes, uh, but that's that's because I have I love birds uh, for reasons unknown, and I do have a sense of humor. I can highly recommend in Manhattan the uh, Wild Bird Fund, mm-hmm. and in the uh, San Francisco Bay Area, I recommend something called Palomacy. Um, these are not major areas of contributions for me, but I do love birds. And a couple hours ago, I saw a red-shouldered hawk, which was very exciting. I live right next to Central Park, to the the north end, near Harlem, where the great woods are and and the great hill, where Flacco the owl has been living very healthily since she was Ah. uh, sprung from the the Central Park Zoo. And you'll get a kick out of this. My my wife just gave me over the weekend a a gift that was um, a bird feeder, because I... uh, it's nonstop exotic birds up here, uh, like birds I never saw when I lived in the village. I see every day up here, and it's one of those new bird feeders that automatically takes a digital photo anytime a bird okay. lands on it. And I've seen your Facebook page. I know that bird photography is a real passion of yours. Uh, bird photography is fun. Uh, we d- we put a lot of effort into feeding birds. The advice is get the uh, kind of bird seed that's coated with uh, capucin, something very spicy, because Mm. birds can't taste that, but mammals like rats or squirrels can. One proviso, uh, if you handle that kind of seed, wash it off very carefully before touching your eyes or something. Otherwise, you're tear gassing yourself. Can you repeat that, Miss <laughs> Newmark? Because I'm going to write it down. Because I have these squirrels who raid my bird feeders and turn me into a lunatic in the backyard. Well, um, on Amazon or elsewhere, you can buy the uh, highly spiced bird seed or suet, and it does work. Uh, birds can't taste it. Rats and squirrels can, and so can you. <laughs> and uh, I've uh, forgotten twice. Uh, handled it, touched my face, and uh, uh, regretted it. Yes, I, I know what that can be like. What, what first made you so fascinated in bird watching? Is that something that you've always had? Uh, I have no idea. I got interested when I lived in Detroit, uh, put out uh, bird food. They came and visited. And I guess it's like having my own uh, nature show. Um. They are uh, pretty entertaining. Maybe they think I'm entertaining. Uh, the ravens, <laughs> and, you know, 
the Ravens in my neighborhood here in San Francisco uh, like the dog treats I get, so I throw those to the birds. Um, these days, with uh, so much bad news, I, I can't speak for anyone but me, but I need more good news, and I need more comedy. Yes, I completely agree. And I, I find I'm telling people every day it's important to, to unplug and turn off from the news and be grounded in life because life is wonderful and then get back in the game because we'll need you. But it does seem like our media culture is designed to keep us on edge, to keep us in states of anxiety at all times and to keep us at each other's throats. There's a lot of truth in that. Uh, clickbait does sell advertising. And lots of people in journalism are real concerned about that. And there are very few, uh, if any, good answers. Yes. Um, yeah, I do look to uh, Wikipedia as a, as a source of news because somehow they've managed to have to create a fairly accurate site with volunteer help. It's imperfect, but still does pretty well. And I like to say that... Uh, Wikipedia is where facts go to live. Are there any corporate news uh, sites or journalists that you're a fan of right now that you think are actually doing it on a on a mass scale and doing it well? Uh, I go to stuff selectively, and since I'm lazy, I rely on others who I trust to do the job for me. I like a Political Wire by Tegan Goddard. Yes. What he does is he does lots of excerpts of things, gets to the point quickly, and then I can move on to the next thing. Because um, you hear the same news over and over from different places. Of course. I do listen to podcasts, but with a focus on tech news. Yeah. I mean, you've given millions of dollars away to support journalism, to support press freedom. And I mentioned uh, our friend Julia Jetsky earlier, who I knew when she was a comedian. And the work she's done with decoding Fox News, which is just so terrific. I, I just I think it's so great that you are trying to do this on such a grassroots level and that you're not trying to buy in to the big corporate monoliths, but you're actually trying to fund real journalists who are just out there bringing facts. And I, I get the feeling I could be wrong, but I get the feeling that this is due to your devotion to democracy. And it seems like real good journalism is inseparable from protecting our democracy. Well, it goes down to a Sunday school for me, um, the idea of treating people like I want to be treated and attention to the uh, Ninth Commandment about prohibiting uh, false witness. Yes. And then in high school, I had a great uh, civics uh, history teacher who taught us about the role of the Bill of Rights, taught us about the role of a uh, free press. And uh, that, while well, I internalized it, I've only consciously realized it in the last 10, maybe 15 years. And for that matter, I grew up in a time in the 50s when uh, patriotism meant something. Yes. And it's uh, coming back. And I've been uh, thinking about that. How do you take back that word from uh, bad actors? How do you? Because that's one of the themes of this show. It's one of the things I'm obsessed with. Um, just keep using it and keep, uh, and just, uh, don't stop. Um, you're, uh, more of a communications professional than I am, and I get advice in the matter, but, uh, it's time to, uh, I can help and protect 
people who have stood up. That's ultimately the reason I support military families and vets. Yes. Um, that's, a, that's a bigger issue than people know because military families uh, don't get enough compensation. Correct. And they have to choose, yeah, they have to choose between uh, good food and housing. I mean, that's an issue very close to my heart. I made a film for PBS about it not too long ago. I'm, as a comedian, I've done many shows for the troops overseas, and it consistently just shocks and humbles me that we will ask folks to make such an incredible sacrifice, and then when there's no immediate war for any reason, we, as a society, seem to be content to let the wives of service people require SNAP benefits to feed their kids. It just seems like such an unholy disconnect. And I just I think it's great that you're stepping in and trying to close that gap. Well, I have uh, made some commitments, again, 100 million for uh, military families and vets. And I need to do a better job of that. I need to accelerate giving. I need to try to uh, I need to find some way to get uh, people with, uh, well, a lot more discretionary cash to stand up. But I'm uh, not persuasive. Uh, I really am a nerd, and I have to rely on people smarter and more persuasive than I am. Um, yes. Well, uh, I'll take your word for it on there, but I, I just want to take a moment to, to say you've funded the Newmark Civic Life Series at 92nd Street Y, a great place here in New York. That's a program that has leading experts talking about how to protect democracy in the U.S., and I admire the work you've done to drive civic engagement. Um, what is the state of our democracy right now? Are you heartened to see the kind of um, uh, indictments against individuals like the Proud Boys sentencing we saw this week for those who have threatened it? Does it seem like the institutions are managing to protect themselves? Uh, I am worried about things. I, I'm an optimist, so I'm hoping the legal system uh, works and does its uh, job Despite uh, flaws in our legal system, it's still much better than the legal systems that preceded it. And I will uh, continue to have faith unless something happens to uh, shatter that faith. What gives you hope? Well, I see brave people standing up, um, prosecutors, judges, and so on. And they're doing so even though they know that they are putting themselves in uh, physical jeopardy. And I'm not that brave compared to some of these folks. Uh, I'm a coward. And the best I can do is to support people who uh, protect them and support people even more and hope that works. I think you have qualified as the most modest member of the Philanthropy 50, I have to say, as one of the 50 biggest donors in the country. Um, don't sell yourself short, sir. I'm a big fan of, of what you do. What is the best way for our listeners to learn more about Craig Newmark Philanthropies and how they can learn more about the work? Uh, take a look at craignewmarkphilanthropies.org. Um, there are tools there to apply for grants or to contact me. The short form of it is CraigNewmark.org. The uh, thing which I'll be working on next week in Washington, even though my hosts uh, don't know it yet, is I'm going to ask for help convincing myself to accelerate giving for military families and vets. 
Uh, I need to do it faster and I need to do it uh, more. It's really a pleasure to have you on the show. You make me proud to be an American. And honestly, um, there's a lot of guys who could have walked away from Craigslist and lived a life of indulgence. But you have devoted yourself to the society and the institutions. And it's deeply inspiring in an age of so many shady billionaires to see someone taking that capital and using it for other people. Uh, Craig Newmark, it's a real pleasure. And uh, I thank you for all the great stuff I found on Craigslist over the years. I've always wanted to thank you for that. It's my pleasure. A nerd's got to do what a nerd's got to do. Indeed. Spoken like the real deal. Thank you so much. Please come back anytime and have a great evening. Thanks. Take care. What a pleasure. We will be right back with your calls at 866-997-4748. This is SiriusXM Progress. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. I'm John Fiegel saying this is Sirius XM Progress. Uh, Here's Joe Biden joking with reporters earlier about mask wearing in public, because we're about to get into this whole debate again, where people will hate you if you are not selfish. People who call themselves patriots are ready to attack you if you wear a mask because you care about the lives of your favorite Americans. Jill Biden just tested positive for COVID over the weekend. Here's the president. We explain to the press. I've been tested again today. I'm clear across the board, but they keep telling me because this has to be 10 days or something, I got to keep wearing it. But don't tell them I didn't have it on when I walked in. Let's go to the phones. We invite you guys to call on anything in the news today. 866-997-4748. That includes Tucker Carlson's discussing little interview. Uh, Bill in New Jersey. Welcome. Thank you for your patience on hold. Hey, hey, John. You're filling in for Max Burns now? Yes, I'm filling in for all my fill-in hosts. They invited me back in the building. Oh, that, 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 I'm glad to hear that. No, I'm 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 real happy to see you. I was real happy to have uh, Max Burns show up. He's a great broadcaster and a real pro, and uh, I, I hope everyone enjoyed him filling in. And to have, like, a smart guy. We thought, hey, let, let's get a smart guy who knows what he's talking about and see how that goes. And uh, apparently people liked it. So I'm here to bring balance. Right. Well, you could teach him a few things anyway. I'm happy to hear you. Well, if I could you. spin my head around, I'd be wagging my tail. Well, thank you. Um, anyway, uh, you know, I'm glad you had the guy on from Craigslist because I don't know if you remember or they still have it, the rant section. Yes, Rants where, and Raves, right? Rants and Raves, it was called. Yeah, and you could go on there and write anything you want. Now, this was back in the 90s and, you know, the invention of all this stuff, and Craigslist, to a certain degree, was sort of social. And I was horrified to see what people would write 
given the license, you know, anonymously to post whatever they want. And it's whatever evil thing you can think of. I mean, yeah, it is. It is. And that's why I was scared when they want, uh, whatchamacallit, um, X or whatever it's called now. Uh, it's yes. That, that's what it would be. People posting the most horrible crap and honestly hiding behind it. And, mm. you know, and that scared, scared me as well. But, um, uh, by the way, when you but, said yeah. that, I just went on to Craigslist and just opened the first thing I could see in the rants and rave section. And the first thing I found is a, a married woman short story writer who's looking for collaborators to write dark erotica about serial killers kidnapping women and having sex with them. That's the fir- that's the first thing I found in that section. That, so, yeah. Right. Thank God right. it exists. Well, well maybe uh, whatever that thing is called X could have a rant and rave section for everybody who wants to do that. And they can do that. And then the rest of it could be some more serious stuff. But uh, <laughs> who knows? You know, yeah. and, uh, and, you know, and regarding all these uh, um, crazy Trump people, I remember a lot of something you said a long time ago, and I know you didn't make it up, though, but it's easier to fool a man than to convince them that they've been fooled. And that's what these yes. people are about. Yeah. Totally. They've been fooled totally. and they don't want believe it. But uh, I think you're right. In terms, in terms, yeah. In terms of what's going on in Georgia, you know, um, back in May. The governor signed a bill allowing for this uh, DA uh, force or DA inspect, whatever you want to call them, uh, that allows the removal of district attorneys. It's a, uh, a, a team of yes. uh, nine men. I think it has one black man on it. And, and he signed that. And they can take out any district attorney they want. And it was designed with the, taking out uh, Willis. And they go yeah. into effect October 1st, and her trial begins October 24th. So she can be taken out even before that begins. Right. And so then, what did you think? What, what, what did you think of Governor Brian Kemp coming in and standing up for Fonnie Willis, besides the fact that Brian Kemp uh, seems to want to be president? I think that it was okay. Great idea. But he had already signed this thing to get rid of her anyway, back right. in May, this, right. this uh, commission, whatever it is. And then Georgia is, you know, they, they have this very broad definition, RICO statute, and they're now using it to uh, go after or uh, um, the um, cop city people, protesters. You know about that? In I Atlanta? do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, they've been doing it for about a year because they don't want them to build in the, this one strip of area that's, uh, you know, forested area near Atlanta where people can go and themselves they want to turn it into a cop training ground with yeah. uh, you know with gun, gun ranges and stuff and next to it have a uh, some sort of a detention center yes because that's that's what Atlanta needs right now right and and uh, so they decided that they bring up all these protesters on Rico statutes that there was a, some sort of a uh, conspiracy. And yeah, that's really by the way, by the way, the same grand jury that indicted Trump Mm -hmm. just indicted Mm -hmm. uh, the stop cop city protesters. Well, that's not great. And and the the scariest thing about this whole thing also is the anti-Semitism. No one talks about the fact that DeSantis, when he was on the debate stage, that George Santa Soros, not the other guy, uh, George Soros, George Soros, and then. And saying that name 
is nothing but evoking anti-Semitism. It's, I agree. To me, it's like saying globalist. But no one said a thing about it. No. And it's becoming okay. And it's, be, you know... But but I mean, but again, did they say nothing? Did they say nothing about it because they didn't get it, or did they say nothing about it because Governor DeSantis' goose is quite cooked in this race and no one cares? I think you should point out everything that's wrong. And Look, I'm I'm shocked at how Elon Musk is just allowing himself to. I mean, doesn't this guy have anybody around him? Like, there's some things you don't do, and when the ADL is complaining. That there are way yeah. too many Nazis and anti-Semites on your site because there's hard data proving that they've exploded. And you are giving a platform to lots of guys yeah. to hide their face and be as Jew-hating as they want because they're paying you $8 mm -hmm. a month and calling it free speech. And the ADL called it out. And now he wants to sue the Anti-Defamation League for defamation. I, it, to me, it's just yeah. how out of touch with how this looks can you be? Does he have, like, a PR person or something? Are they in a coma? I mean, Who, DeSantis? That, that's a, yeah, DeSantis I mean, is surrounded. He's surrounded by yes-men and flunkies. I mean, surrounded yeah. by them. The first Republican debate was on the 23rd yeah. of August, right? I was right when I began my vacation, and I was really mad because I wanted to Great be on the air day. and make fun of it. Huh? Um, and uh. Ron DeSantis... Five days later, five days later, DeSantis's campaign buys advertising space on Facebook. I'm sorry, on Twitter for this big, elaborate. Uh, we will fly you. One lucky winner will be flown to the first GOP debate as a guest of Ron DeSantis. Five days after the debate is over, they buy mm -hmm. advertising space on Twitter. Five days later to say one lucky winner will get to go to the first debate which has been over oh. for over 100 hours. That's how the campaign's going. And by the way, this was tweeted out on Ron DeSantis' official Blue Check Twitter account and stayed up there uh -huh. for weeks. For weeks. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, that's pretty good because it's usually like 1955 over by where he is. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, but, but uh, anyway, it, and, you know, behind all this and everything is Russia. Everything... Everything that has gone on in Russia in the last few years under Putin, with all this anti-Semitism, with all with their um, uh, troll farm, which went after Hillary, which was yep. run by the guy who was just shot out of the sky. That's right. Um, yeah, and uh, only the best it, people. It's all old, old stuff. You know, it's all the same thing, tricks. You're right, man. Bullshit. Bill, like, thank you for the call. It's good to hear your voice. Guys, have a great night. It's great to be back. Thank you for joining us. Keep it tuned to SiriusXM Progress all day tomorrow. Happy indictments. It's going to be crazy. We'll see you next time.